You are tuning in to the Milk Carton Series. I'm your host, Stephanie, and today we discuss the disappearance of Amanda DeGuero. What's good, guys? Welcome, welcome back. I'm your host, Stephanie. If you are new, as always, I thank you guys for checking me out, whether it's my podcast or my YouTube. Without you, you know, we can't get these stories out there. So thank you guys for taking a listen. Now, today, guys, we have a sad story to discuss. This story focuses on the disappearance of Amanda DeGuero. Now, Amanda, she she had made some mistakes in her life. I mean, no one's perfect. You're 24 years old. You're trying to figure out your life. And that was truly what Amanda was trying to do. She really wanted to be a better mother to her two young daughters. And she was in the process of recovering from being on painkillers. But the beauty in this is she had an unwavering amount of support from her mother and her sister who truly wanted her to make, you know, great decisions and, you know, to focus pretty much on her, her bright future and what that looked like. You know, so often we don't think about the future or some people don't really try to put things into perspective because they feel like, well, they have made a million of mistakes and that their life doesn't hold value, but it it does. You can turn around no matter what you have done in your past. Well, on June 3rd of 2014, she left her home in the Dreddix Hill, Pennsylvania area, and that was the last time anyone had ever seen Amanda. And what's so sad as I was reading about who Amanda was, you know, as a child, she wanted to be a brain surgeon. She was she was an intelligent young lady. She got pregnant with her first child when she was 19, and which we all think would be a joyous moment. This is where Amanda went down this route because she had a tough pregnancy that they prescribed her these painkillers and she began to become addicted to them. And this would basically embark her journey of drug addiction in that battle. You know, we all have someone in our lives that we know struggle with drug addiction. I mean, it, it's just it's just something that happens, you know, in our families. My mom was a drug had a drug addiction, but she overcame that before her demise and I was so proud of her. And, you know, despite her not being able to be a great mother, you know, Drug addiction is just something that, you know, you can't do anything to the person. The person has to want it for themselves to overcome. Now, her family in the beginning wasn't really aware of, like, I guess, like her being, you know, addicted onto these painkillers because, again, it's easy to hide sometimes when you're on drugs or whatever, like painkillers, whatever. But nonetheless, Amanda struggled. She did struggle, but she was trying to get her life together. And I think that's the beauty in the story. But, you know, and I had said this on my YouTube channel too. I said, I don't want any negative comments because people, when they hear that you do drugs, they feel like your life does not matter at all. Like because you go missing or, you know, or you don't turn up, you know, it's like law enforcement is so quick to say, well, they're they're probably getting high and blah blah blah. Okay, that may be the truth, but they're they're still missing. We still need to know where our family is, whether they come in and out of our lives. And 
I just, you know, I just had to throw that out there. But, you know, so as time goes on, the family later learns that um, Amanda was, she had like a, a page on the Backpage website, if you guys ever heard of that. So, you know, they basically confronted her about it and Amanda had shrugged it off, you know, basically doing it as, a, as if it was a joke. But, you know, and I say this, some people, when you're going through stuff, they're not thinking logically. They're just thinking how they can get from A to B. They're not thinking about tomorrow. They're not thinking about the future. So by the end of May, they decided as a family, they were going to take a trip to Disney World for a week. And during this trip, this is where Amanda began to get excited about her future because she was really trying to kick her painkiller habit. And I think she was excited that she wanted to, you know, focus on that future. Although she was an unemployed at the time, you know, she realized that she wanted to do better, not only for herself, but for her two girls. And I think that's something to attribute to because she really wanted to do better. Well, even with this positive attitude, it would become of June 3rd of 2014 that basically she would no longer be in the house. And at first her family wasn't too worried because Amanda really liked to go anywhere without calling her mother to let her know where she would be. You know, typical, not typical (laughs) young adult behavior, but it's just something that you naturally do. But I always try to tell people like, you know, let somebody know where you're going. And I do love that the fact that now we have technology, it's advanced, you know, you can share your location with people because you just never know. You know, you always want to be 10 steps ahead because criminals are always thinking 50 million steps ahead, pretty much, you know. But nonetheless, Amanda was nowhere to be found. She wasn't answering anything. All of her clothes and other belongings were still in the house. So it really didn't appear that she planned to be gone for a long period of time. And when her mom woke up and Amanda still wasn't home, this was like, wait, where's Amanda at? Because normally she would come home. She would definitely let, you know, check in at that point. But Amanda didn't. And this part I found to be so sad. And that's why I said the the comment earlier. So pretty much her family didn't report her missing at first because they knew that Amanda was battling drug addiction. And they knew that police would basically say that, well, she's missing, you know, she's probably out getting high, you know, blah, blah, blah. And that is exactly why her family didn't rush to go to law enforcement before her because they knew the type of judgment they would get because Amanda had, you know, went missing. So nonetheless, Amanda is still missing. And at this time, it would be about until August, until they actually report her missing. And it's even sad that as a family, they had to they had to hold back on reporting her missing because, you know, it's just the stereotypes. It's just the, what's this thing? My boss used to, old boss used to say this thing like perception is reality. So like a lot of people, when they say that statement, they think, well, okay, well, Amanda is doing drugs. So she's out doing blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So it's just like some people don't necessarily take into the account that 
a person is actually just missing, even though they have went through some things. And as things go on, the family did learn that Amanda had a warrant out for her because it had been stated that she went to a pharmacy and took someone else's prescription, which was for Oxycontin. And her family didn't even know that she had relapsed a little bit because, you know, things were going really great in their lives. And that's the sucky part about the situation. And I definitely can understand why her family didn't feel optimistic to tell the police or they didn't feel optimistic to report her missing. And it sucks. So as things are going on in this case, the police are basically trying to figure out maybe she's in prostitution because again, remember the back page website, maybe she's in human trafficking, just maybe something is going on, but there was no leads to lead to that. So Maybe they're just like, okay, maybe she doesn't want to be found. Maybe she's with someone. And it had come out that um, someone had seen seen her or they claimed they seen a sighting of Amanda, but nothing really panned out. And then there was another thing that popped up, I guess, on social media where a photo was folding around that was kind of identical to Amanda. But when police tracked down this young lady, they learned that this was not, in fact, Amanda. You know, a devastating blow, especially when you're trying to find your loved one, you're trying to find them. And and it doesn't matter what they do. At the end of the day, they're human. That's your child. That's your loved one. I don't care what my child does. I'm going to, I want to know where you are, you know? And I can even recall with my own mom, when my mom went down her, her journey of drug addiction, I would always worry about what she was doing. Was she okay? You don't just lose those feelings and it sucks that society puts it out there that we we can't have feelings when this person dies or this person is missing. Take DMX. A lot of people are basically saying, oh, well, he's a crackhead. Why does it even have to be that? Okay, they did something in their life that we won't understand, you know, and I always try to tell people that drug addiction has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with the person who is doing the drug. They are fighting something that we cannot even control them on. They have to want to be free by themselves. And it's a hard process no matter how long you have been off drugs. I have seen my mom struggle. I have seen my mom overcome so many things in her life. You know, I wish she was still here so she could be able to tell her story. But the beauty in it is... Drug addiction doesn't define who she was, and it doesn't define who Amanda is. So at the end of the day, it's very important that people share her poster, people look for her. I don't care what the hell Amanda was doing. She's missing. Her family wants to know where she is. Why does it matter? You know what I mean? So I think people have to have more empathy and sympathy, regardless of what a person is doing with their lives, because at the end of the day, this is someone's child. And I feel very passionate about this topic and wanted to share her story because there's always this stigma when it comes to drug addiction in that people just don't feel like those who are missing or out there battling this drug addiction that they they don't matter. They do. They're human and they're someone's loved one. So I am sending all the love in the world to Amanda's family. I, I know wholeheartedly how it is to not 
know where your your loved one is. And I'm praying that Amanda shows up. I really am. Because regardless if, you know, she is deceased or not, like her mom said, I want to know where my baby is so I can give her the proper burial. That's all her mother wants. And I don't think people realize that, that at the end of the day, it's not about you. It's about their family. And she is still someone's loved one and deserves to come home to her family. So that is pretty much it, guys. Amanda is still missing. She will be 31 years of age. She is listed as 5'2", weighing around 100 to 110 pounds. She has brown hair with blue eyes, and she also has a couple of tattoos. So the first tattoo, she has lips on her right buttock. The shape of Italy with the words La Vida Bella in script above above it on her right side, the name Tommy under her right breast, the letters SC on her ring finger, and the letters MF on the inside of her lower lip. And she also goes by some of these first names, Adriana, Gianna, and or Stacy. Now, if you have any information, it is very important for you to reach out to the Upper Darby Township Police Department. And all that information will be linked under this podcast so you guys can go check it out and Hopefully some new information turns up. So guys, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. As always, be a little bit more kind, wash your hands and be safe out here, guys. And I'll see you next Monday back here early in the morning so you can check me out. (laughs) Bye, guys.